Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Subway, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello, guys. Yes, this episode of the World Cafe promises to be exciting. Why? Because we have a big name. Yes, in the house, Mr. Folusho Phillips. Yes, that name in the Nigerian economic space. You must have heard him. Yes, he is on the World Cafe. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful discussion. It's going to be in part one and part two. So I just tell you, hit the brakes, put on your seatbelt for an exciting moment. Go nowhere. Mm, it promises to be seasoning. Thank you. You can't understand human behavior. Right. And if you look at the, the psychology, there's always there's always in four compartments that they put, you know, one about somebody being a very, very uh, dynamic person, very, very active, very competitive, very action-oriented, and just, you know, was, was always getting results, mm-hmm. would measure by results. And that's the, what we call the a high G person, highly dynamic individual. Yes. The second category of behavior is that of somebody that is very communicative, you say a very influential person. And that person just only called the power of communication. The power of communication. The power person is a people's person. Mm-hmm. You know, he arrives in a place, he greets everybody, and if you ignore him, he's going to feel very upset because he's a very people-driven individual. Okay. The, the, the light of the party, the light of the game. You yeah. know, and people like that have that personality. My father is a very successful salespeople. Okay. I like that. You know, always talking, talking, talking. Yeah. And then you find the third category has to do with what we call mobility. All right. People that are very, very uh, mobile, okay. uh, mobile or quiet. Because for each one of these things, you have extremes high and extreme and low. A very dynamic, uh, competitive person can become an introvert. A very, very uh, influential person that wants to deal with people and so on can be very, very quiet and not really deal with people. Yeah. Uh, 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 a very steady person, which is the third category, is one that, you know, uh, that same person is one who sits quietly in one corner and is very happy where he is. Yeah. The opposite of that is somebody that will always be on the move, yeah. which is different from an ID, just physically on the move. And the last category is a very compliant person. This is the individual that your typical auditor, your, your typical process person, mm. your typical one need authorization for this. Ah, but you know, I just spend this money, I know I just spend the money, but go and get somebody to sign the thing. Rules driven. Yeah. You know? And the opposite of that is somebody who says, don't worry about it, it's okay. You know, so you have the opposite of all of these. Now, the reason why I talk about this is that this this character or this four broad categories have influenced uh, the destiny of many many people. Because uh, you and I, and I give the example of an airline pilot. Okay. An airline pilot who goes bombing in Iraq is of a different uh, metal. Okay. Than an airline pilot that's flying British Airways and wants to let the car passengers to feel very comfortable. When you're flying, you see clouds and have to drive, you know, the clouds are everything's all smooth and, and so on. 
but they're both pilots. Yeah. But you know, you say, I want to be a pilot. Say, what kind of pilot do you want to be? Oh, I want to be an airline. I want to fly British Airways, South Korean Airways. Okay, fine. Let's look at your profile. Oh, you see, your profile is very gentle profile. Uh, you, you are very, you are high, high person, very communicative, very compliant. You follow the rules of push this gear here, this one there, and so on. And your your D in terms of uh, achievement and so on is low, not negatively low, but you are not, you know, are not uh, competitive with you. Yeah. You now say that okay, fine, your profile will be that of a great pilot. Another guy comes and says, Yes, I want to be a pilot. I say, What kind of, you know, pilot? Oh, I want to be a jet fighter. I want to fly, fly jets. I say, Ah, this somebody, look at the profile. Oh, you're a very, very competitive person. I must hit that spot every time I fire everything. And then the compliance, I mean, I'm not going to follow any rules because at any point in time, when you say pull the brake, and I think this is not the time to pull the brake, I want to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, different makeup. So, you find two people, one in the same profession. But have to do the different uh, uh, perspective, perspective, different makeup, yeah. and therefore the aspect of who they turn out to be in that same profession can change. Uh, so I want to be a dentist, okay. okay? And you find out that this dentist or this doctor, when you come in, how are you, Mister Bakley? Hope everything is fine. How are you today? Uh, this place is paying me. Let me feed it for you. And so he's doing it. How this fine? You find the doctor welcome. He say, okay. Now I've examined you. This thing, this is wrong. That is wrong. You have to do this. You have to do that. I'm very careful. So this is a doctor that is very high, high, very concerned about your comfort. You get home, you leave. He has a list. You call you. Mister Bakley, how are you doing? You know, I saw you uh, yesterday or two days ago. How's it going? Just want to follow up. Because that is the style. Yeah. You your name down for four yeah. You can have some as a doctor. And he's like, yes, what can I do for you? My hand is spinning my Okay, fine. Take the panadol and so on. Thank you. There's any problem, call me. Otherwise, next, you know. You know. Yeah. And then you can have some doctors that uh, again extremely compliant, cut this place, cut that place in surgery. Others can have maybe the advantage of saying, look, what you are seeing here is not in the room. Let's let's uh, let's go in a different direction and see how things go. Yeah. So the, the point and reason is that so your character actually determines how you deal with any other opportunity that you see. Okay. But the irony of it all is that no character is bad. It's just the approach that you have. You can have someone that's a great salesman. Mm-hmm. He will not come blasting and saying his mouth is sweet. He's selling because maybe the high C, very compliant guy, and he'll tell you these are the benefits. One, two, three. Stay clearly. Stay clearly. And the person who's a high S, a very steady person, will ensure that he, and he'll say, I am not going to sell this product to you because it's not what you need. Mm. A high G person will say, look, I've got to make myself start there. Exactly. Yeah, it's good now, buy it now. And, you know, so that's very important. And I see all that because I look at that in terms of, sort of my own career and the life that I've lived. Yeah. Okay. I think one thing that helped me, I was a bit of a fast track. I'm going to secondary school very early. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I say this to people and they sort of say, ah, oh, Mr. Flint, I'm not, I was never the brightest in school, never the brightest in class. Really? Yes, I was never. I was never the brightest. In fact, there was a time when I tell people, I think now I can say it without feeling embarrassed. I think when I was in form two, uh, I was nearly at the bottom of the class. Mm-hmm. You know, my father said, well, what's, what's all this? You know, and I was getting distracted in school. But what I found was that uh, I, I, I know I communicate very well. Okay. I know I speak very well. I'm a very high, high person. All right. I know it. And so you say, build on your strengths. 
So, you know, uh, literally and debating society, I could speak well, okay. but didn't have the points. So we get all the intelligent guys, if we go to literature and debating society, we are heading of our team. We are, they write out all the points for you. These are the, you these are the points. The I'm not going to be doing the grammar between this, you know. <laughs> and they say, ah, that guy is very, very bright and so on. But I smile and say that the content of what I delivered was from other people. But that was the one that delivered because if those same people had to deliver the content, yeah. it probably wouldn't be as effective as the way I did. Can I imagine? Okay. That? So you find as a result, you yeah. know, these things uh, don't work out. So, um, so one was very young going to school, and it followed through. So I was just an average student, as far as I'm concerned. But, but I think uh, I was extremely confident. I and because of this nature of mm. being comfortable with people, being able to express yourself. It helped. Yeah. And that is something that's helped a lot of organizations. It's very same thing when you you bring into an individual all those characteristics that you associate with a successful company. Yeah. So that the company's got a good brand, it's, it's marketed well, the products are seen to be well, it is seen all over the place, and say this is a great brand. Look at it as an individual. This person speaks well, is a great brand, respected, good integrity, is always everywhere. This party, that party, this, con- this conference, that conference, the individual is always seen and consistently so over time. Mm. You know, whereby you people, you, 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 you people begin to recognize that individual. Yeah. And I think all that begins to, to, to come together. So the, the same principles that, that you have for um, for a company yeah. are the same things that you apply for an individual in, okay. in terms of how how you want to be seen. So you find that that, that sort of helps uh, in shaping uh, the things that I did and when I did it and how I did it and things of that nature. I'm just taking in everything. The part you said that you were not the writers in class. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. You know, that part struck a chord. Yeah. deep in me because we always think uh, for the most successful they were the brightest in class you know and all that but one thing that stood out when you said that word for me was you, you sounded like someone who is a maverick alright I have an idea in my head but it's not generally acceptable but somehow I want to put out this idea because I know one day it will become uh, it to be reckoned with. Mm. I mean, just like you said, okay, you guys, you have the idea. You don't have to communicate it. But don't worry, just write, bring it. Let me see how I can articulate it. And going up there, definitely you didn't say it the way they wrote it. Mm. You brought in a level of your artistry into it. Mm. And somewhere it's like, wow. And, 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 that, and that's the, the innovative part of an individual, which is a bit adventurous. Yeah. Uh, and you, you are ready to be adventurous, you're ready to try. Uh, and that comes again with your high eye, your, your let's go, let's go, mm. uh, we can make it work. Yeah. And, so you can, you, you know, and don't forget, these characteristics I mentioned, it's a- they are combined. Mm-hmm. You can be a very dynamic, competitive individual. Coupled with the ability to speak well and and uh, this thing, coupled with the ability to be a very precise individual, therefore your standards, the things that you want to happen, your you know, the cop must always be in this corner. That's yeah. where I put it. You are you are you are orderly and all those things. They all come to play, and I I I I depend a lot on this. Even when I when I watch people after so many years of understanding this, you you begin to sit down and you you you. you 
profile the individual is a high person, this person is a high-seeing person. And therefore, there are ways in which you communicate with them. So you find that for my own, my own area, so going through school, like I said, never really, never really in practice, even in university, sort of went along. But when was school in Nigeria? I went, my, my university was abroad. Okay. Was university in Wales. Okay. University of Wales. Okay. You know, and uh, when I finished that, I actually studied accountancy, mm -hmm. which was an accounting uh, an accounting training program. All right. Which had, um, you know, these graduate students where you take them through training. Yeah. Which I, I was lucky enough to have with British Gas. And, um, and, I, and I think also my first degree was an interesting one. It was in industrial economics. And uh, what we did was we studied business, economics, marketing, and all those things, accounting. And then we also studied manufacturing systems. Okay. And I think that's where my own uh, spirit of innovation was born. Because uh, whilst you're dealing with the business side of things, you're also dealing with the practical side. Mm -hmm. We actually went to the workshop, we used blades, building machines, we forged, you know, we forged components, we made components. We build things, you know, and this was in the UK. Okay? So every Saturday, Sunday, we were busy in the workshop doing stuff. So finally, being a mechanic, who was, you know, one half of my course, mm. and then the other half was sitting down doing accounting, doing marketing, doing economics. So it was a very, very nice room. Boss. So it was not just book work, you know, yeah, but it was very nice. You got your hands dirty. Yeah, you know, and the discipline that we did that. Uh, and, and so when I qualified, I was ready to do the custom management accounting, which is what I got my professional accounting degree and qualification. Right. And I became what you call a chartered management accountant now. But those days it was called custom management accounting. Again, pushing further this whole idea of working in the factory, working in the production environment, the manufacturing environment, and tying with it, you know, cost efficiencies and all those other stuff. <laughs> so it was just a continuation of my first degree to go into this accounting and give each other the accountant. Uh, so, and then I, my, I worked in factories as well. Again, accounting in factory environment. So, when you look at all that background, then I end up in HR. You know, and, and the HR part was just the people part of me. Yeah. Okay? yeah. It was just the part of me that was saying that, look, you know, um, uh, I, I, I have a way of relating with people. Yeah. And I think, in a way, also, I realized the power of people. Uh, I realized that for organizations to be successful, I know people say it all the time, but they really don't appreciate it. They just concentrate on people. You know, there's nothing more rewarding uh, for a man to have somebody doing a job that he can go to sleep at night while that person is doing. Total trust. Choosing the right person for the right job. It is so powerful. And I think for leaders, that's the challenge you have. If you can choose the right person for the job and not feel intimidated or... or because some people... They, they fool themselves by keeping away people that you probably do better than them. And they do realize that once somebody's on, you are sitting on top of that person, the way for that person to move is to move you up as well. Yeah. As he moves up, you are being pushed, you pushed up. And you don't realize that, again, very much that my, my secondary school thing, if you are the leader, the one that is presenting, and you've got a team that's doing all the hard work for you, and you can represent them properly, you, they, you are not, they're not disturbing you, instead they are helping you helping to you. make progress. And I think this, this I realize about the power of people and just getting people to be successful. And if you, if you, if you work on people being successful, 
and your heart really follows that. There's no way you will not. Yeah. I have to ask you this question about, because you made mention of industrialization. Now, the age of industrialization, so to say, is fading out. And we're having this age of information that is knowledge-driven. What do you have to say about it? Considering that this space is like you have the millennials now coming in and there's this, I call it unseen battle between one age, one age group, I mean, and the other. What's your take on it and what is your advice and how do we work to the future together? For me, it's just a transformation of goals and responsibilities. Um, there's, 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 a, there's, there's a photograph I always show people of, of a factory work line in which cars are on an assembly line, assembly line and you've got loads of workers around the cars putting doors, putting inside the cars and filling up the assembly line. Hundreds, you know, you say hundreds. Unfortunately, something of them in this particular picture where they're moving and you're seeing this thing going on. Then the same assembly line a few years later had just two people sitting on huge supercomputers with robots doing exactly what people were doing before. And the thing was that, ah, look, you just lost those people that were working in the factory for they just lost their jobs. And the response is that you needed twice as many people to build those robots as you had people that were working on the site. Because it was about computer programming, then it was about physical production of the robots so that they, they are their physical things. So what you do is you tell this robot to I want you to move 30, 30, 30 millimeters here, 45 millimeters here, and move forward five millimeters, then twist. Boom. Now that's got to be programmed. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's got to be so precise that you know, because the robot is just following instruction, pick up the screw. Go to this place, go to this place, move forward, turn 15 times, stop, go back, pick up the screw, and that's what that robot is doing. But somebody had to program that. Yeah. And not only that, somebody now had to build the robot itself, the, the, the parts. The parts. The components. Somebody put the motor that makes the thing turn to, to, to put the screw in. Yeah. So different skills. And what is happening is that if you don't transition very, very quickly to become a robot maker and a robot programmer and an information, uh, artificial intelligence person, then you say that, oh, they've taken my job. No, you have not moved. So more more or less, I I hear two things you say. You reskill and upscale. That's it. That's it. And the the story is that the older generation are still using hand and the newer ones are saying, guess what? We're going to leapfrog and tell you that you don't need to do these things. There, there are much more sophisticated ways to do it, and that and that's where it is. And that's why I argue today that they should go and fire half of the civil servants in this country and replace them with young people who are ready to to take uh, our civil service into the information age. You cannot do anything in that kingdom now without you know. You, you just engage britishuk.gov.org uh, online. Yeah. And you do everything I need to do. Everything. And then recently I had to uh, uh, change my driving license because I had the old-fashioned one. I needed the card license. Although my address changed in the UK. Okay. So I applied online. 
when I applied online, they responded and said, okay, we'll accept it, we'll see your thing, we're processing. After about three, four, five, six weeks, I went back again, put in the code, the thing, because I said, oh, yes, we know, we're still processing, maybe we'll do it in about two weeks' time. I didn't talk to a single soul. Now, you imagine Nigeria have a woman gave me money. Yeah, of course. So I'm always saying that, you know, what we advise in government, you know, is that, look, digitize all these things, and you have a much more efficient government. Yeah. And you find it very, very difficult for people to tamper. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. You even save, I mean, cost and yeah. what have you. Yeah, and when you do that, you find that the only people that can actually work is the new generation. Mm. And all these jobless youths that we see, who they become can, automatically upskill them, reskill them. You know, I, I once spoke in a protocol several years ago to some civil servants. They call the governor there. And I said, how many of you, okay, are ready to, because um, we were saying, I said, your children don't have work, do they? You don't have work, your children are jobless. I said, how many of you, if I tell you today that go and bring any member of your family, okay, I will bring that person you. to replace you. How many of you are ready to do that? Ah, okay, can you come? I said, <laughs> I said, we are guaranteeing your children work, but you have to step aside to for them to come in. To come in. And let them begin to give you money, and then you come to the farm or something. They all said, no. So that's a mindset change problem now. Yeah. You know, so, you know, to, in, in response to your question, you find that that really is about upskilling and reskilling. Mm. Upskilling and reskilling. We've been having this conversation globally about the COPE, they call it COPE, uh, climate change, and all that. And there's like, there's a lot of, there's this apprehension with respect to energy solutions. You know, the world is used to fossil fuels, and now we're hearing about renewables, hydrogen, blah, 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 and all that. So there's this apprehension. From your standpoint, where do you think we're going with this? Well, you know, I think what, what is happening is that the, the, the African world is saying that, um, you know what, we, you guys are saying we should uh, stop fossil fuels, uh, going to renewable energy, and uh, and and uh, change the whole thing in response to climate change challenges. And uh, we in Africa now, uh, we don't have access to these things. We have our fossil fuels. We have a whole technology, mechanical technology that is geared towards fossil fuels. And how do you want us to move forward? So the, I mean, the Africa's position was literally like, look. We will continue the old way. You guys can be going doing the new because uh, you guys have leapfrogged so much. We can't catch up with the old way, let alone the new way. So there's a bit of um, apprehension that ah, it's okay for the Western world after you don't develop finish and asking that we we should uh, we should uh, not use the pathway that you guys followed in the past. 
which is fossil fuels versus renewable energy. But the reality is that the Western world is saying, okay, you can carry on with your Nigeria, be producing your oil, but we see who will buy. Because we are saying that we are shifting. You know, because we are saying, some police are saying by 2025, 2030, we'll be having literally 80-90% electric vehicle uh, usage. Uh, the electricity that we produce, we know, but we all can't other alternative ways of producing electricity. Um, you know, what, uh, we'll see who will be buying your, your fuel. And so that's one, one challenge. But the fact still remains that even for us, certainly look at Nigeria specifically, we still have natural gas. Natural gas is supposed to be environmentally friendly. And, uh, and the whole idea is to try and see how you can drive investments in that area, yeah. whereby we are pursuing uh, the pathway of natural gas, which is, uh, as you said, a lot more uh, environmentally friendly. Um, and it's a, it's a transition, it's managing the transition and agreeing how long that transition is going to take. Mm. We're talking in terms of decades, we're talking in terms of just five years, 10 years, 15 years, or whatever. Um, it's a bit of a dilemma, but um, the, the the world, we we have all benefited from being from technology. We didn't go through land and we just be front into high tech. Yeah. And, and there's similar things in that area whereby one, one can follow. What is important for Africa specifically is you to have those elements or those uh, natural resources that are relevant to the future of the world yeah. such that it can encourage the Western world to invest and put money into it. So if we say that, oh, we have natural gas, natural gas, and we're not going to do much with our crude oil, because with natural gas we're going to pursue. So please, Western world, come and invest in natural gas. We'll come and invest in a way that gives us benefit, mm. not that you take it and you go, you know. And so the best way to invest in this is not just to come in and take up our natural gas. Let's help to build some natural gas plants so that we can employ people, employ labor, and uh, we can value from, from this and, and, and sell to those countries that don't have. Uh, in, in, in a format that that a lot of value has been put into it in our country and we can get financial benefits from it. Yeah. Otherwise, again, we're going back to the old model mm. of the Western world comes, they take your raw materials, they go produce some whatever, and they yeah. bring it back here to you. And that's where we all just have to be very, very careful and very confident uh, and know the extent to which we can challenge the Western world. Because uh, sometimes you can be very threatening and say, okay, fine, we won't invest. But fortunately enough, the world is sort of uh, 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 moved into an area whereby if you want to invest, Chinese will invest. Mm. China will invest. If you want to invest, Russia will invest. Mm. If you want to invest, Asia will invest. You know? So the, the, the stranglehold that Europe and America and England and all those guys have on us, I, I think and hope it's changing because we're seeing the competitive uh, alternative that we can have. What's important for us is each one of those arrangements we think through and we sell our future, we mortgage our future, and stand up and appreciate the value of what we bring to the table and not always be in a begging position. I mean, if you don't know the strength we have, you can't be bullied on the table. Mm. But if, if Africa had the strength to say, well, say, look, if you guys can't do what we want, you know, stuff you, we'll continue to we'll see how long you guys will survive without the multiplicity of raw materials, minerals that exist 
on this continent, which we know the Western world depends on a lot. You know, we just don't appreciate our strength. So how, how, how do we how do we hone this strength you're talking about now in Africa? How? Because we've been hearing about it over and over and over. How do we get it to that point to be recognized globally? I think it's, it's first of all, our leaders appreciating that we do have the strength. If you don't know how strong you are, you can't boast about, about that strength. And uh, when I say leadership, that is from your, from your presidency to your, to your house, to your legislature, uh, and across all the different countries, uh, the ability to have the strength of character and not be bought mm. at the Western world. The ability also to appreciate the fact that the Western world, especially the United States, you know, especially the United States, can be very, very, they can take you out. You know, I, I look at that. If you, if you read this book of the economic hitman, mm. heard about it. Read it. Read about the economic hitman. I'll go, I'll go pick it up. Go pick that book up. Because the day I read it, my whole world changed in terms of this uh, thing. And there was this, um, this video that I just, I'd seen it before, but it came doing the rounds again. Mm. And, um, and funny enough, I'll actually play, but I, I, I want to listen to it also because of... Um, Assassinated your first popular leader, I've seen it. I've seen it, yes. And that guy walked, he was in the, I think, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Jeffrey Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs, yes. Yeah. I, I, the guy I saw it, I was blown away. Yeah, because he, he, he said that, look, this is not to me. I, we were all part of this thing now. But like it's enough, it's enough because it's, it's part of what is having a negative effect on the global growth mm. of the whole world, you know. Just like we, we, we say that few people in Nigeria uh, make money, a uh, few people in Nigeria uh, drive uh, luxurious cars, luxurious cars, but you, you can't enjoy it in its totality, mm -hmm. okay? So the same thing with, with the Western world. If the whole world is not really at your level, there's a limit to how much you two can you just One part of the drug in the other side. People are moving from one country to another. You have immigrants that are crossing the channel trying to get into this. You find their dissatisfaction and therefore people that are blowing up planes. And you know, the world is, is you have a responsibility to the rest of the world. And when you look at the numbers that's been talked about, you can't afford, you yeah. can't afford to, to stretch out your hand to, 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 to help. It's, it's really, the day I saw that video and the, the caliber of the person, the personality talking, yeah. for crying out loud, he wasn't joking. Yeah. He was giving out the yeah. stats and everything. And it's like, wow, really? You know, amazing. Yeah. All right, guys, we, we've been talking with uh, Mr. Phillips. Wonderful conversation we've been having here. And I know you are enjoying it too. You know, talking about... Uh, uh, the change we see all around us, he, him sharing a little bit of his story, you know, uh, the record in today's pretty life. It is, uh, how am I going to put it? Unfiltered, more or less, you know, but I'm having a swell time. Hmm. There's a cup of coffee in front of me. 
you know, I love coffee, but this coffee, the blend is something else, as in it's irresistible, the smell and what have you, you know, ah, I'm having fun here, really having fun and also learning. You know, imagine you sitting with someone who in time past you've been seeing on TV, magazine pages, and you just read about him and you're sitting, you're sitting like two feet away from him and you're listening. I wouldn't say from the horse's mouth now, but from the leap of the lion. Amazing. Uh, don't worry, we have uh, a lot of juicy, juicy conversation as in going on. Yep. I'm going to still ask more questions, you know, and uh, you hear him share with us. Yes, share with us. Uh, don't leave, don't leave, hang in there with me. You know the way we do it on the World Cafe. You know the way we do it on the World Cafe. So hang in there. You will uh, hear more gist. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Before we sign off, I just want to encourage you, yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the Word Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amakrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amakri is A M A C H. R-O-E-G-A-R-I-B-A-L-D-I at gmail.com Yeah, and uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Part for time, it has been with you on the Word Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HR Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.